When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome in Martin Luther King matinee uh, of the Garden Report. And the Celtics do it again, Bobby. What's this, seven straight? Seven straight. Seven straight wins for the Celtics here, um, taking uh, the second of a back-to-back against Charlotte, sort of a back-to-back with a day off in between, uh, and a nice little rest to uh, get themselves right with the Golden State Warriors coming to town on Thursday. Um, so obviously um, – you know, fair amount to talk about in this game. We'll keep it relatively short um, for you guys out there. And I know it's a work day and I'm sure some of you guys will catch this show coming back from work or later on. Um, but for our part, you know, Bobby, uh, you know, kind of a play with their food sort of game. Felt like they could have put it away at any point in time. Um there was a bunch of times where it got to 12, 13, 14, and I think they rested. Let Charlotte kind of come back into it. I think defense was good early. I think defense was optional for most of the second (laughs) half of the game, if not, you know, parts of the second quarter as well. Um, And then Tatum Tatum. And that was that. And it's, it's fun for him to have those kind of games. It was also interesting, Bobby. I know you tweeted about, um, uh, you know, and we'll start with Tatum. (laughs) You tweeted about, uh, you know, Charlotte's strategy and how they were trying to double him and doubling him early uh, when he would get the ball high instead of waiting until, you know, the point of attack. Um, And it kind of resulted in some really open threes from the Celtics, which again, I think is partially what teams want to do, get it out of his hands, get it into the hands of other people, uh, make them beat you. But uh, White was knocking down his threes early. Uh, Brogdon early, you know, missed a few late. Uh, Al as well was knocking his down. And um, the Celtics were kind of making him pay with that. And then just Tatum just got stupid um, there in that second half with what he was doing, uh, particularly in the fourth quarter, and, and was just hitting contested shots in people's faces. And that was it. Yeah, and that's the virtue of continuing to shoot in those spots. Uh, that's why they want those guys shooting as aggressively as they do is is to space the floor. And Smart reined it in a bit in this game. Uh, you saw a bump in minutes from some certain guys to fill in for those Jalen Brown minutes. Maybe a, a tick lower for Smart than usual in this one. Um, but it was nice to see some guard combinations out there, some second units, some Grant minutes. Even though Grant didn't have the best shooting night overall, he hit a couple of threes for them, passed well out of the corners. They just gave Tatum outlets all game to pass out of those doubles, particularly rollers who could kick to the corners or finish inside. It was just a great passing performance. I think like 19 of their first 21. 20 of, 20, of, 20 of 23 in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was it was great. You had you had good energy in that first half, even while the Hornets were hitting a ton of threes. It was, it was and early. It, it was a lot of energy. Actually, you loved the bounce the way they were playing. Uh, there was a lot of there was there was a lot of energy uh, coming out, uh, and then again they got away from it a little because I think they were like, "We got this." Um, 
And, you know, it did get closer than you wanted it to get, but they absolutely, uh, the way they were moving the ball, uh, the way, you know, Tatum, uh, especially uh, getting rid of the ball, relocating, not just kind of dribbling into bodies and dribbling into pressure um, and getting the shots that they wanted. You could see that, I mean, the Celtics were getting nothing but open shots in that first half, uh, pretty much anything they wanted whenever they wanted to get it. And, um, you know, Charlotte was, a lot of them were contested, just some were going in. It's the only reason this wasn't like a 25 point game early. Yeah, and they did a good job getting to the paint, too. Uh, they had a pretty significant uh, paint advantage in this one, mm-hmm. looking back on it, especially early. Uh, so the offense function at a high level, and you see how good they can look when they do work for shots like they're able to. And it's a little bit of experimenting lineups in between. They're trying to do some Luke Al stuff. Uh, they had a second unit with Pritchard out there in the second half that didn't play as well. When the starters, when the main guys were out there, they they dominated this game with offense. and defense early good as well with those second units out there i love the runouts that they got that ridiculous rob pass to tatum for the follows you had tatum going to rob on a play early and then just great shooting across yeah. the board as well in this one tatum had a couple silly passes obviously the lob to rob where he just kind of flipped it with his left hand best yeah. pass of the night was that top of the key uh above the three-point arc uh underhand whipped a white down low and he missed the bunny which was too bad but he just threaded that one in there um that was a high level uh you know kind of like flashy point guard sort of pass not something you expect from Tatum uh and so he was he was feeling it It, you almost need these games from Tatum which is like it's like every once in a while you need to like scrimmage the JV just to kind of like (laughs) work work some stuff out he was just kind of going through so if you could tell I'm not gonna say he wasn't taking it seriously but I think he knew he could do what he wanted to do here and was almost just kind of like how many different ways can I score in this game and that's kind of the that's the feel this one took on he was you know driving left driving right um, you know, you know, throwing lobs, doing pull-ups, passing, relocating, going around screens, very, very active. It looked like he was like, let me just see what I can do here. Because there's nobody, obviously, there's nobody individually on Charlotte that's going to be able to stay in front of him. But as a team, it's just not the type of defensive team with zero interior pressure that he has to worry about, which means I can just get it going to the basket if I want, and that's going to be fine. And he did, and he, you know, he just had a field day. And then he just started he started hitting everything late, all of the pull-ups and all of that stuff late. So that was that was the capper. It was great showmanship from him, especially at the end there. And you get the crowd going crazy. The way they've taken over visiting arenas this year or opposing arenas has been that's embarrassing. Super impressive, super fun. Yeah. It it's like a party in every visit every opposing arena that, that this team goes to. You get the MVP chance, Brooklyn even. Uh, you hear well, yeah. it. When when you go there, it's like that loud roar every time the Celtics score. It's the non-serious the fan bases. Like Brooklyn fans are fake fans. You know, you know, you've got the you same. You probably thing have the it. Grant entourage in there tonight. Yeah. Atlanta, Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, these are. I mean, you have these cities like Charlotte and Atlanta that they're not huge fans uh, of the pro teams, and these cities are very much kind of a lot of out of towners anyway. It's not surprising you're going to stuff a bunch of Boston people into these into these Charlotte type of games. Um, because uh, they're just friggin', you know, the Celtics definitely travel well, and there's a lot of there's a lot of Boston transplants. Yeah, it, it was it was fun, and this is the kind of fun you want in a game like this. They made it entertaining. They played around a little bit. We've been frustrated with that numerous times this year, but today 
it actually was enjoyable. <laughs> this is a really fun watch. Uh, I, I loved a lot of the stuff Tatum did here. Besides a few of those turnovers at the point of attack, I think in the second quarter, he was nearly perfect. All the different things he said and the high volume three-point shooting, the free throws. I mean, he gets eight, 10 free throws a game. Showing that's the difference. If you look at, if you look at Tatum's stats across the board, the thing that's always going to, that's going to jump this year above all else. There's two things that jump the, the ability to finish at the rim and the amount of times he gets to the free throw line. Those are the numbers where things have gone markedly up. Um, you know, I think it's two more free throws a game over last year where he cut, where he'd attempted a career high. He's almost at 10 free throw attempts per game and the finishing in and around the rim has been outstanding. Those are the two areas where it jumps hugely for him and those are the areas he's made big improvements which is why he should just do that like that's that should always be option a you don't like those games where he's setting people up you got a little smirk bobby what do you got there <laughs> just i i'm setting up a good line but you continue no 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 i like <laughs> I it in my head <laughs> Well, I was going to um, say, you, you were talking in the middle of this game, Tatum should never pl- take pull-up threes. I, you know, his numbers are terrible. You wouldn't have gotten the 50 and the the great moment at the end there w- without those pull-up threes. <laughs> some are, look, some are going to go in. Some are superstar heat checks, you know, in games that you know you have under control. Obviously, he's not going to make 0% of them. The numbers this year are startling. As I said, is 31% on pull-ups this year is the worst shooting percentage by the top 50, uh, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of those shots attempted per game. That's bad. His effective field goal percentage, also the worst among all those, 27% on pull-up threes. They're just not going in with enough regularity for him to threaten it. He doesn't need to. He's just much better when he attacks quick. When You know what I love tonight? Catching the ball in the low block or the post and going to work there, quickly going before the double had a chance, before any other pressure had to come over, and quickly making your move towards the basket or just turn around and shoot from those spots. It's so much better than getting the ball top of the key and doing the rock the baby, you know, set up for the pull up. That shouldn't be his game. Step back. Do you like the step back? <laughs> no, the other stuff he's so much better at. I think that stuff is like residual in his head that that's what he was leaning on early. He can score in so many different ways and be so much more effective. I, that's like I would just put that stuff in the in the past. That's late in the shot clock uh, stuff where you get it in your star's hands and just let him come up with whatever you can come up with. That's when you need those, but that shouldn't be option A for him anymore because he can score in a million different ways. And like I said, getting to the basket, getting to his spots, passing and relocating and getting it in a better position uh, or just immediately pulling up and shooting is so much better than the wait, dribble, dribble, dribble stuff, which just isn't it's not effective for him this year. Yeah, and I think we've been trying to figure out the shooting numbers from three for Brown and Tatum all year. I don't know what's going on there. They're not great. I'd have to assume it's about pressure and pull-up versus catch and shoot and the quality looks that they're getting. Uh, But Brown's actually done a decent job pull-up shooting. You're right, Tatum's way off this year with that, and I can't tell why because I don't think he's struggled in the past with that. In fact, that's been a deadly shot for him since he – got on the map uh that that 2020 stretch there in february against the clippers and the rest of those teams just a deadly three-point shooting and that's always been something he's been able to lean on this year it's better mid-range better basket finishing it's free throws that are that are driving his offensive success him and brown really haven't had that three-point shot there from until tonight uh, or this afternoon rather with with seven to twelve three-point shooting so 
He, he answered. He answered your your mid game call today. Derek White too. Who who you want to stop shooting threes? Had a solid game. Three of seven. I don't outside. want him to stop, but I do. Like I said, is I do think other teams look. It's not a matter of stop. It's that other teams want that shot from you. And that did work in the second half, to be and fair. And it worked in the second half. And it, like I said, is you go back to Golden State game one as, uh, as, a, as a great example. The Celtics went lights out. Derek White lost his mind shooting a bunch of threes. A lot of those were contested. They were really, really, really difficult shots. And Draymond said what he said after the game. like, Remember the one over Curry? <laughs> yeah. Draymond said after the game, he's like, well, look at who's making the shots. And Celtics fans became all aggrieved um, and made a huge deal about it. And uh, and they were right. Yep. Like, that's yep. not sustainable. That's what that's what Golden State wanted. Uh, Already setting the table for Thursday. <laughs>